0: Chapter 39 Akrura's Return Journey and His Visiting Vishnu Loka Within the Jamuna River Akura was warmly received by Lord Krishna Ananda Maharaj and offered a resting place for the night. In the meantime, the two brothers, Balarama and Krishna, went to take their supper. Akura sat on his bed and began to reflect that all the desires which he had anticipated while coming from Mathura to Vrindavan, had been fulfilled. Lord Krishna is the husband of the goddess of fortune. Being pleased with his pure devotee, he can offer whatever the devotee desires. But the pure devotee does not ask anything from the Lord for his personal benefit. After taking their supper, Krishna and Balaram came to bid goodnight to Akrura. Krishna asked about his maternal uncle, Kamsa. How is he dealing with his friends? And he asked, How are my relatives? He also inquired into Kamsa's plans. The Supreme Personality of Godhead then informed Akura that his presence was very much welcomed. He inquired from him whether all his relatives and friends were well and freed from all kinds of ailments. Krishna stated that he was very sorry that his maternal uncle Kamsa was the head of the kingdom. He said that Kamsa was the greatest anachronism in the whole system of government and that they could not expect any welfare for the citizens while he ruled. Then Krishna said, My father has undergone much tribulation simply from my being his son. For this reason he has also lost many other sons. I think myself so fortunate that you have come as my friend and relative. My good friend Akura, please tell me the purpose of your coming to Vrindavan. After this inquiry, Akura who belonged to the Yadu dynasty, explained the recent events in Mathura, including Kamsa's attempt to kill Vasudeva, the father of Krishna. He related the things which happened after the disclosure by Narada that Krishna was the son of Vasudeva. Sitting by him in the house of Nanda Maharaj, Akrara narrated all the stories regarding Kamsa. He told how Narada met Kamsa and how he himself was deputed by Kamsa to come to Vrindavan. Akrura explained to Krishna that Narada had told Kamsa all about Krishna's being transferred from Mathura to Vrindavan just after his birth and about his killing all the demons sent by Kamsa. Akrura then explained to Krishna the purpose of his coming to Vrindavan, to take him back to Mathura. After hearing of all these arrangements, Balaram and Krishna, who are very expert in killing opponents, mildly laughed at the plans of Kamsa. They asked Nanda Maharaj to invite all the cowherd boys to go to Mathura to participate in the ceremony known as dhanur-yagya. Kamsa wanted them all to go there to participate in the function. On Krishna's word, Nanda Maharaj at once called for all the cowherd boys and asked them to collect all kinds of milk preparations and milk to present for the ceremony. He also sent instructions to the police chief in Vrindavan to tell all the inhabitants about Kamsa's great Dhanur-yagya function and invite them to join. Nanda Maharaj informed the cowherd boys that they would start the next morning. They therefore arranged for the cows and bulls to carry them to Mathura. When all the gopis saw that Akrora had come to take Krishna and Balarama away to Mathura, they became very overwhelmed with anxiety. Some of them became so aggrieved that their faces turned black, and they began to breathe warmly and had palpitations of the heart. They discovered that their hair and dresses immediately loosened. Hearing the news that Krishna and Balaram were leaving for Mathura, others who were engaged in household duties stopped working as if they had forgotten everything, like a person who is called forth to die and leave this world at once. Others immediately fainted due to separation from Krishna. Remembering his attractive smile and his talks with them, the gopis became overwhelmed with grief. They all remembered the characteristics of the personality of Godhead, how he moved within the area of Vrindavan, and how, with joking words, he attracted all their hearts. Thinking of Krishna and of their imminent separation from him, the gopis assembled together with heavy beating hearts completely absorbed in thoughts of Krishna. Tears fell from their eyes. They began to converse as follows. O
1: Providence, you are so cruel. It appears that you do not know how to show mercy to others. By your arrangement, friends contact one another. But without fulfilling their desires, you separate them. This is exactly like children's play... That has no meaning. It is very abominable that you arrange to show us beautiful Krishna, whose bluish curling hair beautifies his broad forehead and sharp nose, who is always smiling to minimize all contention in this material world, and then arrange to separate him from us. Oh, Providence, you are so cruel! But most astonishingly, you appear now as Akora, which means not cruel. In the beginning, we appreciated your workmanship in giving us these eyes to see the beautiful face of Krishna. But now, just like a foolish creature, you are trying to take out our eyes so we may not see Krishna here again. Krishna, the son of Nanda Maharaj, is also very cruel. He must always have new friends. He does not like to keep friendship for a long time with anyone. We gopis of Vrindavan, having left our homes, friends and relatives, have become Krishna's maidservants. But He is neglecting us and going away. He does not even look upon us. Although we are completely surrendered unto Him, Now all the young girls in Mathura will have the opportunity. They are expecting Krishna's arrival and they will enjoy his sweet smiling face and will drink its honey. Although we know that Krishna is very steady and determined, we are threatened that as soon as he sees the beautiful faces of the young girls in Mathura, he will forget himself. We fear he will become controlled by them and will forget us, for we are simple village girls. He will no longer be kind to us. We therefore do not expect Krishna to return to Vrindavan. He will not leave the company of the girls in Mathura.
0: The gopis began to imagine the great function in the city of Mathura. Krishna would pass through the streets. And the ladies and young girls of the city would see him from the balconies of their respective homes. Mathura city contained different communities known then as Dashara, Boja, Andaka, and Satvata. All these families were branches of the same family in which Krishna appeared, namely the Yadu dynasty. They were also expecting the arrival of Krishna. It had already been ascertained that Krishna who is the resting place of the goddess of fortune and reservoir of all pleasure and transcendental qualities, was going to visit Mathura city. The Gopis then began to condemn the activities of Akura. They stated that he was taking Krishna, who was more dear than the dearest to them, and who was the pleasure of their eyes. He was being taken from their sight without their being informed or solaced by Akura. Akura should not have been so merciless but should have taken compassion upon them. The gopis went on to say,
1: The most astonishing feature is that Krishna, the son of Nanda, without consideration, has already seated himself on the chariot. From this it appears that Krishna is not very intelligent. Yet he may be very intelligent, but he is not very civilized, Not only Krishna, but all the cowherd men are so callous that they are already yoking the bulls and calves for the journey to Mathura. The elderly persons in Vrindavan are also merciless. They do not take our plight into consideration and stop Krishna's journey to Mathura. Even the demigods are unkind to us. They are not impeding his going to Mathura.
0: The gopis prayed to the demigods to create some natural disturbances, such as a hurricane, storm, or heavy rainfall, so that Krishna could not go to Mathura. Then they began to consider.
1: Despite our elderly parents and guardians, we shall personally stop Krishna from going to Mathura. We have no other alternative than to take this direct action. Everyone has gone against us to take away Krishna from our sight. Without him, We cannot live for a moment.
0: The gopis thus decided to obstruct the passage through which the chariot of Krishna was supposed to pass. They began to talk amongst themselves.
1: We have passed a very long night, which seemed only a moment, engaged in the rasa dance with Krishna. We were looking at his sweet smile and were embracing and talking. Now, how shall we live even for a moment, If he goes away from us, at the end of the day, in the evening, along with his elder brother Balaram, Krishna would return home with his friends. His face would be smeared with the dust raised by the hooves of the cows, and he would smile and play on his flute and look upon us so kindly. How shall we be able to forget him? How shall we be able to forget Krishna, who is our life and soul? He has already taken away our hearts in so many ways throughout our days and nights. And if he goes away, there is no possibility of our continuing to live.
0: Thinking like this, the gopis became more and more grief-stricken at Krishna's leaving Vrindavan. They could not check their minds, and they began to cry loudly, calling the different names of Krishna.
1: Oh dear Damodar, dear Madhava,
0: The Gopis cried all night before the departure of Krishna. As soon as the sun arose, Akura finished his morning bath, got on the chariot, and began to start for Mathura with Krishna and balaram. Nanda Maharaj and the cowherd men got up on bullock carts after loading them with milk preparations such as yogurt, milk, and ghee filled in big earthen pots and began to follow the chariot of Krishna He has already
1: taken away our hearts in, spite of Krishna's in so many asking ways throughout our, our days way, and nights.
0: All the gopis surrounded the chariot away, and stood up there to is see no Krishna's
1: our eyes. Krishna was to very much
0: affected upon seeing the plight of the gopis, but his duty was to start for Mathura, for this was foretold by Narada. Krishna, therefore, consoled the gopis. He told them that they should not be aggrieved, He was coming back very soon after finishing his business, but they could not be persuaded to disperse. The chariot, however, began to head west, and as it proceeded, the minds of the gopis followed it as far as possible. They watched the flag on the chariot as long as it was visible. Finally, they could only see the dust of the chariot in the distance. The gopis did not move from their places, but stood until the chariot could not be seen at all they remained standing still, as if they were painted pictures. All the gopis decided that Krishna was not returning immediately, and with greatly disappointed hearts, they returned to their respective homes. Being greatly disturbed by the absence of Krishna, they simply thought all day and night about his pastimes and thus derived some consolation.